Welcome into the Big Red Revival Podcast. We're back for episode two. And guess what? It's finally here. It's game week in Nebraska. We've got a lot of things to discuss tonight. We're talking rankings, the new alternate uniforms, depth chart, and this week's opponent, the South Alabama Jaguars. I've got the coach and the quarterback in with me. Join us as we get you ready for week one in the college football season. Go Big Red. Let's go. All right. Welcome back into Big Red Revival Podcast. The wait is over. The season is finally here. We've reached week one. Guys, how, how are you guys feeling about uh, finally getting to this pivotal point? It's Christmas in August, man. It's, it's football's back. Uh, we got a full, we had a, we had a couple games sat, last Saturday and we got a, a bunch of games uh, Thursday night and Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I mean, it's full slate. It's full beautiful. slate of games. Yeah, we had a little app, appetizer last week with the, uh, the Miami-Florida game came out sour a little bit. I mean, that was not pretty football, but it was football, yeah. meaningful football. Yeah. We're back. We love it. We're back. Yeah, about, it's about as sloppy as a football game as you're going to see. I think they had uh, about 10 turnovers between the two of them, but uh, at the end of the day, it was football, and like I said, I heard ESPN got its, it was its most watched uh, college football game in the last 10 years. So, I mean, that just shows you that people are ready to uh, scratch that itch, you know, get Absolutely. get ready back into the flow of things. I know I was. Yeah. So, uh, since last time we uh, we recorded, a lot of things have happened. We've had the depth chart come out. We've had uh, the AP poll come out. We've had uh, the new alternate jerseys come out. So, mm-hmm. uh, let's just start with the ranking. So, the AP poll, the coach poll came out a couple weeks ago. Uh, we were unranked. Uh, we were the 26th team, basically. Um, and sounds like we would have been in the rankings if our own coach would have actually uh, voted us in. But, you know, sometimes it's good to fly underneath the radar. So we were just on the outside looking in there. And now the uh, AP polls come out and we came in at number 24. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of discussion going back and forth about that. What are you guys feeling about the uh, – would you guys rather start the season unranked, ranked, or what are you feeling about the uh, 24th ranking? I almost like when you start the season, going into year two, rebuilding process – I kind of like flying under the radar to begin with. Um, you don't want to put the cart before the horse, so I would like to just blow the doors off these guys, you know, get ranked and, and keep moving and keep moving up. But I, I do like coming in without too much hype or too much, you know, expectation um, because we haven't proven anything yet. Yeah, just kind of the proven mentality. Zach, yeah. what do you think? No, I, I definitely think that, like, the players throughout camp heard all the hype. I mean, it's it's hard to ignore and so I think seeing a number next to the, the, the Nebraska name is going to be good for them just to give them a little extra swagger. You know, we're finally back in a preseason top 25 poll that we haven't been ba- been in in a couple of years. Right. So uh, it definitely definitely feels good, I think, you know, on all parties, you know, whether it's fans, coaches, players. But I think it gives us a little extra pep in our step uh, going into the season. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think it just helps us get more eyes on the program. And right now we just want as many eyes on a program as possible. When you start in the top 25, I mean, it comes down to little things. Like you're watching ESPN, they're not showing Big Ten scores. They're showing the top 25 scores. So now you're seeing Nebraska go across the bottom of the screen. There's just more more ways to get eyes on the program. Um, I think Frost said it best. He said what, uh, you know, the expectations around here are high and they haven't been for a while. And that's, you know, that's exactly how we like them, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. expect, expectations are high. But, you know, I, I guess I'll just ask if if not now, when? Um, this this season is set up for us to have our breakout comeback season. We're looking at a very preferable schedule. We've got all of our tough games here on the road. 
Um, our out-of-conference schedule with, uh, you know, Colorado, which should be, you know, in my book, a double-digit victory. Um, we've got a Heisman Trophy candidate at quarterback. We've got our coach in its second year. Our defense is playing with the same defensive coordinator for the first time in their career. They've had four different defensive coordinators, so now they've got some continuity there. Um, it's, it's, I mean, I think all the stars are aligning for us to have a breakout season, and, you know, if it's not this season – you know, is it going to happen for Nebraska? If it's not, you know, I'm not saying we're going to win the Big Ten or go to the national championship, but, I mean, this is set up for us to get, you know, nine wins at least and, you know, be in a New Year's Six bowl game. What do you feel about What do you feel about that? I mean, if is, is this the perfect storm for Nebraska to have their breakout season? I wouldn't call it the perfect storm. Um, I think that, you know, we have a lot of, you know, a lot of good things in our favor uh, going into this year. If anything, I would say the perfect perfect storm might be next year. Yep, um, yep, I, I think the that. third year might be potentially where we really yes. take off, if not this year. I think this year, if anything, it might be a really, really large, uh, you know, kind of stepping stone for us. But um, I think, you know, ultimately, you know, we're going to uh, we're going to do well. I think we're going to do yep. well. And I think we're going to, you know, shock some people that, you know, aren't really on the bandwagon yet, but I think we're going to do fine. Yeah, I just think with the our tough Big Ten, our Big Ten West games coming to home uh, with Ohio State being, I don't know, I think down. I mean, you got a new coach, you got a basically a freshman quarterback that hasn't, you know, hasn't taken any mean, meaningful snaps. Um, it's, I just feel like this is the time for Nebraska to go ahead and announce themselves on the national stage again. What, Drew, what are you thinking about how, how Nebraska is going to react to maybe the high lofty expectations that are being thrown around? Well, the thing that's really, um, really generating a lot of thoughts in my head is the X factor is we're, we're becoming ranked. If we can do what we're supposed to do, get some quality wins, be a top 25 team, finally, our recruits that we've been mining for the last one and two years will get to see the results of, you know, the stories are telling. Help us rebuild the program. You can help us turn the page. You're going to bring, bring us back to glory in the tradition. Well, they got, you got to produce, right? So if we produce and we win and keep building, our recruitment yep. is just going to get better and better and better, right? right? They're going to finally see the plan and it's going to come to fruition. And that's only going to make our recruiting pitches stronger because the proof is in the pudding, right? Right. So we got all this expectation. We're finally putting it all together. I think that just because our recruiting is getting better every year with Frost. And the better we do, the more high flight recruits we're going to get. Right? Yep, absolutely. Now, so like we said in the last episode, most of the hype's actually for a change coming from outside of uh, Nebraska, from the national media. But, you know, just listening to some of the national pundits, it's, uh, you know, they're like, oh, you know, Adrian Martinez, this, that, and third. And, you know, if they could just get the defense to, uh, you know, step up. And I I am just on the opposite end of that. I am, I am more... Uh, sure of our defense, you know, yes. our defense line, I think we're going 12 deep. I mean, you know, when you've got a Navy SEAL on your fourth string, you know, you're feeling pretty good about a where you're... long snapper now. Yeah, yeah, you're feeling pretty good about where your uh, defense lines are. I think we go, you know, at least 10 deep on the defense line, plus all of them are, you know, uh, juniors and seniors. So yeah. then you've got your heart and soul of the defense at uh, middle linebacker, Mo Berry. Love that guy. Um, and then I feel like you've got two all-conference uh, corners, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and yeah. Boodle yes. and uh, Lamar Jackson. And then you've got an up-and-comer and uh, Williams at safety, you know. Yeah. It's like Absolutely. I feel like I I know more – I feel more comfortable with the defense going into the season than I do about the offense. Yeah. Offense is basically Adrian Martinez, J.D. Spillman, and a bunch of uh, unproven uh, potential. Yeah, right. no, I mean, to me – 
to say the defense will carry the offense is so 2018. Yeah, right. Um, you know, the perception to me has been overall improved defense with a stout and D-line. Right. Um, some question marks at, at linebacker, you know, outside of Mo Berry. Right. Um, you know, I think I, it's just nice to have your your uh, defensive signal caller, the heart and soul sure, of the yeah. actual entire football team oh, at middle linebacker. Did you hear what he said about getting a black shirt? Right. He said it's not just a shirt. Yeah, that thing comes to life. Exactly, you yes. got that guy in the middle of your defense setting the tempo. Oh, you know, and he's going to give it one hundred and fifty thousand percent every single play. Yeah, so you don't have to worry about that. I mean, the guy had hundred and one hundred eleven tackles, one hundred twelve tackles, one hundred twelve tackles last yep. year. Yep. It's it's and, unreal, and that was all high motor effort. He he wasn't like a perfect tackle every time. He had a lot of missed tackles, right? I mean, he was there at the ball every time, but he's. So much more refined about it this year. Yeah, yep. and I, I mean, not. just think you're you're going into finally you if you're a fourth year, fifth year player on this defense, you've had four different defensive coordinators. Now you're going into the second year of knowing the scheme. I mean, just think about how much more comfortable that makes you Absolutely. out there. Yeah. I mean, how many times you do you see a defense where they're still over looking at the oh, sidelines, yeah. waiting to get the play? And it's oh, like yeah. everybody knows their responsibility. Everybody knows where yes. they're supposed to be. What's expected of them? And I think that's just. I think especially early in the season until maybe some of these young guys on offense get into their groove and figure out what, you know, mm-hmm. what their role is. I think that the defense is going to be leaned on, and I, I think our defense is going to be more than uh, formidable for, oh, in the uh, Big Ten, yeah. especially thought, up front. Yes. And, I, yeah, and, and, and that's a good point, and I think that uh, to, to build off of that is, you know, the deeper our defensive line is the better off we are on Absolutely. defense because yep. our offense isn't on the field very long. Right, they're 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 fast, yes. they're efficient, they go yep. up and down the That's field. That's a good point. And so, would and you could also be would, three and out real quick. Yes, also, yeah. you know that, yeah. that too. I don't. I mean, I don't see that very often. <laughs> um, I think that the fact that like, we, we are de- we are right. deep at, uh, defensive line is a huge asset for us because. You know they're they're going to need to get to get subbed in and out and and keep those fresh legs there. The linebackers and corners and safeties they're fine. Yeah, they, oh, yeah. They no, that's go, a really good point. Oh, yeah. they, but, but but we've all seen a modern day football. Alignment. We've all seen a modern yeah. day football. Yeah. High powered offense, mm-hmm. spread offense, fast pace. When the defensive line gets gassed, they can't play anymore, and yeah. your defense is seriously at a disadvantage. If you only have your starting four or three D linemen to be on the front, and they get gassed. You are going to lose the game in the third and fourth quarter. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. like it is, it is, it is horrible and detrimental to your defense. Yeah. Now the uh, Big Ten West, uh, you know, everybody, including us, we all think it's you know a pretty wide open race. It's basically uh, everybody except for Illinois has got a shot at it. Yeah. Um, you've got four teams ranked. I mean, you've got Iowa at twenty. Um, you've got us at twenty four. Uh, Wisconsin at nineteen. Uh, Northwestern is twenty five in the. And the coaches poll. So, I mean, there's six teams here. I mean, all of them aren't aren't going to win eight games. If you nope. if you think if what two teams or teams do you think are maybe going to have a down season compared to I don't know because right now everybody's involved and everybody has lofty expectations. What teams do you think could underachieve this year? In yeah. the Big Ten West. I got two teams. Which one ones you got? Taylor, you disagree with? Which one? I think Minnesota yeah. is almost in the inverse position as Nebraska, where they've kind of been building and everyone thinks they're going to. You know, finally turn the corner a little bit more this year. Right. I think they're going to shit the bed this year. I also kind of think Purdue might fold under the pressure, even though you know they got a lot of returners, got their mojo going, their coach yep. didn't Rondell go back Moore. home. Yep, I know, I know. But please believe, people are going to scout and scheme. They're going to double team. They're going to bracket this guy inside, outside. Yep. I mean, they're not going to let that guy beat him, right? Yep. I think that those two teams are going to have a letdown. Yep. I really, truly think Northwestern. I mean, you might hear me say this all the time, and, and tell I'm proven wrong. You know, whatever. 
But I am a big believer in Northwestern because of their quarterback they have mixed with how fundamentally sound and savvy their defense is. Well, did, did you, I mean, did you see yeah. that uh, he's actually not starting? You're shitting. Hunter Johnson's not starting. Yep. Trent Green's son starting. Yep. Get the fuck out of yeah. here. So, I'm going to have to retire from podcasts. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, uh, Trent Green's son is starting, yep. uh, the junior. Shit. So he actually beat out Hunter You're Johnson. Kidding. So they're, that they're, five-star hype again. Fair, fucking. They're, they're an or. On the yeah. Yeah. Chart. But, but, but he's first. Yeah. But, yeah. And like I said, I'm basing my opinion not just on the hype of the five star. Like, I legitimately watched a lot of his film and him in the Under, Under Armour All American game. Yeah. Yep. And I was truly impressed with not only his mm-hmm. physical traits, but his gritty competitiveness and hate to lose. Like, in all of my years of football, the biggest factor that makes the quarterbacks the best is not your arm, it's not your legs. It's the fact that they hate to lose. Right. Tom Brady hates to lose. He'll chug beer, he doesn't even drink beer, right? Yeah. right? He doesn't lose anything. Hunter Johnson has that. That mentality, and that personality. So yeah. I can't yeah. believe he got beat out. Holy so yeah. Drew, Drew, I agree with you on Purdue. Yeah. Um, they have, yeah. they still have a young O line. Oh yeah. And that Elijah Sindelar, yes, quarterback. He right. was actually the quarterback before like, like David two or Blau. three years ago, right? Yeah, and um, he's very injury prone. Yes, right. And so um, the problem with that is injury prone, young offensive line. Right. You know that you might it's a recipe you, for you disaster. Might, exactly. It's and a then, recipe so Rondell Moore is going to take on a huge oh, yeah. load on yeah. that offense. He had over a hundred catches. Have to do too much. Oh yeah. No. They have nine starters back on D, like you said. But Purdue is traditionally not built on defense. No. Right. No, they're they're really an not. offensive team. Yeah. Like Drew Brees days, whatever. Yes. Yep. The other team I Call have Orton. taken a step back. A lot of people may not like, but it is what it is. It's Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh, I Jonathan Taylor again gonna yep. have to carry a huge Stud. load. He's a monster. Stud. Uh, he carries a load, but they named Jack Cohn or Cohn or yep. right. doesn't matter. He's not going to be in very long. No, right. But they named him the starter. Is he going to be able to rise to the challenge? Probably not. No. First, first sign of struggle. They're going to show. Yeah, throw yeah. In uh, I think week three they go to uh, to Michigan. They don't have an no. easy schedule. And no. Michigan's a but tough they, defense, but they do. Uh, returned four of their top five receivers from 2018. Yeah. But I will so say... So that's, that's going to be huge for a guy moving under center behind yeah. Hornerbrook, who yeah. is now sitting the bench at Florida right. State. I agree. The only thing is Wisconsin, their quarterbacks are always game managers because they're so run heavy. I mean, don't get me wrong, they can't fuck shit up and throw picks all day, but you know, usually the game doesn't ride on them unless it's truly like the last drive. So yeah. they're kind of insulated. But it might against teams like yes, but Nebraska it's close. and yes. those high-paced offense Absolutely. where they have to meet, meet touchdown for touchdown. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they're, that's not their play style. I mean, they're going to be a disadvantage in that manner. But a lot of times they get up on teams and they just ride it out because mm-hmm. they have tough defense and a great run game. Mm-hmm. And that, that solves a lot of woes. But, yeah, if it, if it comes on the last drive, good luck. And yeah. just, just a little side note here. Um, a team may, maybe not taking a step back, but – Staying back, Illinois. Uh, they're, yeah, they're, I mean, they're Rutgers yeah. West. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. They're Rutgers absolutely. West. I can't figure out why Illinois sucks every single year. All right. Juice Williams, Jeff George. They just got another, what, four Andy or five Ma- star yeah. quarterback that. Another guy named Isaiah. So, yeah, no, they exactly. Got, Isaiah no, Williams, actually, number two. The only, the only time Illinois has ever been good is when Nathan Shieldhouse, his senior year, yeah. he threw for 3,000, ran for a lot, and he's a hell of a dude. So I'm shout out to him. He's a great guy. But so, besides him, they're fucking garbage. Illinois named their starting quarterback, former. Former Michigan quarterback transfer Brandon Peters. Oh, he's actually pretty solid though. But Almost a Nebraska. Over five-star dual threat Isaiah Williams, yeah. yep. who most teams wanted and recruited him as a wide receiver. He insisted on being, being quarterback. a quarterback. Yeah. So he comes to Illinois and gets turned down for the starting job. Yep. Another guy probably going to transfer field sooner rather than yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. If he doesn't get to play, the transfer portal. portal big time. Um. So I think we're all agreeing on Purdue being the yep. team that's probably going to maybe take a step back or underachieve. Um. You guys had you had Minnesota. Yep. You had uh, 
Wisconsin. I have Minnesota. He had Wisconsin. In Wisconsin. I think uh, Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Uh, Northwestern is going to be um, the. Um, uh, they're going to be uh, favorite to lose. Standard, yeah, tough. they're going to be in uh, six of their first seven games. They're going to be uh, favorite to lose. They're mm-hmm. going to be against it. They start mm-hmm. out with a incredibly tough schedule. Like I said, they're just at Stanford to start the season. And then it's uh, they've got tough crossover games: Michigan, yeah. Michigan State, Penn State. Um, so you know, I could see uh, Northwestern getting off to a slow start, starting two and four. You know, three. They're, you know, they're three start and that three. Way if they don't start Hunter Johnson. That's for sure. Yeah. So I think Northwestern would be the other team to take a step back. I like I like um, Nebraska, Iowa, Wisconsin to uh, be at the top. Um, it's Here, just here's a random question. Random yeah. Question. How come everyone and their grandma thinks Indiana is going to be so shitty this year? What's the reason? I mean, I know they're not. They're great literally anymore. ranked in the bottom ten of but, the ESPN. Yeah, and, like, and they start. They they sat their quarterback that's been playing for him. Well, yeah, uh, it's not Ramsey anymore. It's like a different. Yeah, guy. Right. I mean, he the guy led or was like a top five yeah. yardage producer yeah. right. in, the, in the conference. It's like it's just they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. So, right? but I'm just saying, like, how the hell? Like, why are they in the bottom ten teams? Yeah. Like, um, also, since the last time, uh, since the last time we spoke to you guys, um, the, the uh, anticipated, much anticipated new uniforms came out. We've yes. got the uh, black shirt uh, uniform, alternate uniforms that came out. Look very similar to the ones we wore yeah. a couple of years ago against at home against UCLA. Like three stripes. Yeah, a couple, a couple tweaks here and there. I yeah. mean, it it wasn't anything that you know was. You know, wow, or anything that right. popped off the charts to me, but well, uh, probably because the photo leaked early. Oh, yeah, right. but it's you know for the ones that Nebraska put out, it's a pretty favorable uh, jersey for me. Yeah. It looks good. It looks um, good. It's it's functional. Yeah, right. It's not shitty. I mean, it's not yeah. too loud. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then uh, Frost came out and said that you know he anticipates having multiple. Uh, alternate yeah. jerseys. I, mean, I really like the idea, though, that you're gonna you're gonna reward the defense it's a, it's for balling a, out. Like, original motivator. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And the X factor is though. Holy shit! Did you see the black shirt on his visor? That yeah. was legit. I know. That looked, looked real clean. We all know mean. that that's not legit. We won't see that on the field, right? But man, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you were staring down at Mo Berry with that on his face mask, yeah, it might be worth the fifteen I yards. Other, right? yeah. I might be yes. running the other way. Yeah, yes. I'll so. take the audible, day, audible. Yeah, so the jerseys came out. You know, it, they are what they are. It wasn't anything fancy, but they were a nice change of pace. Yeah, um, I think I, I think Frost gets it on the alternate jerseys. I mean, obviously he came from Oregon, where right. they had six thousand different uniform combinations, and well, he probably saw how much the kids liked it there. So you know, it's not even that, but that that's the college football landscape right yeah, now. Yeah, sure like, is. I mean, that's what every team is doing in the country. We can't just always rely on tradition, and this right. is how it is. Yep. Nope. We have to. We have to adapt. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah. So also the, uh, you know, the Big Ten Network does their little uh, tour bus tour of the Big Ten, hit all the schools on the bus. And, you know, before they had came to town, there was a lot of, uh, you know, I don't believe the hype in Nebraska. I'm not sure what it is. Blah, 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 blah. I'm not sure why everybody's picking Nebraska. And they came to Nebraska, and mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, did uh, they change their tune so quick? I mean, Donardo, he oh, I I'm sorry, I didn't know. I mean, I after seeing Nebraska play, uh, you know, I'm now picking them to win the West. I mean, it's what what do you think they saw in a one practice to make them go from uh, maybe fourth into the division to Nebraska is a completely different team. I would like them for the favorite. So, not only did they do that, but just. Actually, recently Joel Klatt was also on our on our uh, on our side. But some of the things uh, I took notes on were 
we were noticeably bigger and stronger on the offense and defensive line. That's yeah. and that, that seems I mean, to be the consensus. Yeah, yes. and, and it's not hard to recognize when you're at a practice. Like you see the biggest guys out there, and right. those dudes wow. are huge. Yeah, yeah, they they've been working. Yep. Um, and it came in a couple for a couple of the analysts that came down to like, okay, so we have a great offense that's not going to change in the foreseeable future. Right. But it, there's there's little things that are determined on the side that may make the difference for a team. And they said, you know, for the Big Ten West, it was going to be if you have a good run game. It doesn't have to be a great run game. It can be a good run game. Yep. So they said, you know, a team like Northwestern is going to have a great, uh, not run game, but uh, run defense. Yeah. yeah that's and crucial. Northwestern is going to have a great run defense. But Nebraska is going to have a good run defense because of our depth at D-line and the fact that we can just sub guys in and out. Yep. And then it shifts over to explosive offense. Yep. And yep. there's not going to be a team that matches Nebraska in the Big Ten West with as an explosive offense no. as ours. And one of the things they said was Adrian Martinez is special. He is the most elite quarterback in the entire conference. Sure is. And because of that, we are the consensus Big Ten favorite in the West. Yeah, I mean, I was arguing with guys on Twitter, you know, probably sure Iowa guys, you know, I'm arguing with guys, <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm sitting there at work arguing with people, and it's like, why am I arguing with a guy named Mr. Toast, and his goddamn, you know, icon <laughs> is a fucking toast with arms, legs, and eyeballs. Like, why am I arguing with somebody named Mr. Toast about preseason rankings? You know, like, it just just drives me crazy. But, God. Um, also, I mean, the hype videos they've put out. I mean, shout out to the media department oh, or the social media department at UNL. I mean, they do a bang-up mm-hmm. job. Yep. The one that really... Life. The yes. one that really caught my eye was the uh, the Nebraska, aka the Oklahoma drill uh, videos. It just, I just love seeing the oh, yeah. the physical play. I mean, the motherfuckers were out there popping. You hearing right. pads popping? Pads were coming off. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, what's the name? Uh, uh, Nelson or whatever yeah, Scott Spock. Yeah, he had his whole he had his whole shoulder pads ripped mm-hmm. off over his head. I mean, the DBs and the receivers oh, yeah. were getting after each just other. Fighting, just I mean, fighting. yeah, that. Right. Uh, um, what's his name from uh, Arizona? Uh, Ty Robinson. Yeah. I mean, he twisted up a guy. He he's he's a grown man out there. So just they do a really good job on the whole presentation, the hype videos, and I feel like they put a new one out each week. And it just uh, every time I see it, just goosebumps. Making you feel good, making oh, yeah. you get excited for the season. I mean, it's so close now. You know, I can, I can practically <laughs> taste it. You know, we're we're less than forty eight hours out. We're sitting here watching the uh, Thursday night games. You got BYU and Utah going right now. So it's just a couple appetizers. What we got Wisconsin going tomorrow night. Um, what other USF? Yeah, USF down at USF. Hats, hats off to Wisconsin for yep. taking that home and home. I series. mean, hey, they've shown they'll go out and play. They wouldn't what played Alabama the first. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, in that Dallas, in the whatever the kickoff game, Alabama, whatever. Take a note. Yeah, they've got <laughs> Alabama coming to town. They're doing a home and home with Alabama. Mm-hmm. They uh, played LSU at Lambeau a couple years ago. So unlike Iowa, you know, Wisconsin will go ahead and step up and you know schedule some tough yeah. out of conference teams. Uh, you know, Iowa, it's like, oh, I'll play Northern Iowa, Iowa, Iowa State, and a bum team. Yeah, exactly. So it's you know, it's good to see. It's good to see you know teams stepping up in those good out of conference games. Um, the two deep came out, uh, nothing real shocking on there. Nothing that really jumped off the page to me. It seemed basically about how we thought it was going to go. Anything you guys saw in there that jumped off the page to you, or you basically thought it was pretty, pretty much chalk how we thought it was going to be. The only thing that, uh, I was just kind of keeping my eye on was whether T Ferg was going to start or Alex Davis, both yep. seniors. 
The only reason why I'm kind of high on T. Ferger always have been. One time I got my hair cut uh, and a bunch of Huskers were in there and we were talking football. <laughs> and all these dudes told me the best pass rusher on the team is T. Ferg, hands down. Well, all these, there's like eight dudes. Yeah, he seems like a high-motor guy, yeah. you know. Um, Alex Davis, yeah. he's, he's, uh, he's also on the all-bus team. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he, he now is, I mean, seeing him at Fan Day, the guy looks the part. Yeah. Um, and everybody's saying like this, he's finally going to be be what we thought he was going to be. Hopefully he's not, you know. Who was it? Akamoladu or whatever that started for four years and never did a goddamn thing. It was just like every year we're like, okay, this could be the year he's going to do his thing. And it just never happened. The guy started because of coaching. Yeah, him and um, the linebacker, uh, uh, number five, the linebacker uh, that started for four years. Diedrich Young. Diedrich Young. Started for four years. And I mean, the next play he make will be the first play he's ever made. Yeah. You know, it just but it's like how do we have these guys that start for four years and are just you know nobody just right. not just Here, non-existent why. out there. Here's why, because they were the best we had. Because we had shitty we had shitty players at the time. Yeah, but it's he's like man, four year starter. If he was a start if he was a starter, but he wasn't your main linebacker. He'd be a quality starter. Yep. With him as your number one horse, not great. Right. For me, I didn't have a whole lot of like surprise. But one thing I was happy seeing and as a follow-up from our last podcast was does muke starting yeah yeah, yeah. good for that dude exactly yeah. he, that's he grit. stuck it that's out what... he worked hard and he earned his spot yes. exactly and he's got two years to start there yep. and i think that's sweet i i love everything about that yes. you know it's I mean, a guy that that's a guy that's cut his teeth put it in the work because yeah. he wants to be there he earned it yep. and he's gonna go get it he's the only calabrasca guy that didn't cry and go home yeah but he won't tell you he's Calabasas. Yeah, no, he, tw- he tweeted out saying, he Compton. goes, yeah. he said, I'm tired of seeing Calabasas by my name. He's like, I'm from Compton. I played at Calabasas so my senior year. So that, yeah. He recognizes yeah. the fact that all those dudes were players. Um, yeah. Well, I, I forgot the one thing that was uh, Cam Jurgens uh, starting at center. I mean, we yep. thought going to, we, you know, everything coming out was that Wait, he was hurt. Was it a surprise? I mean, for, according to Frost, it wasn't, but it just wow. it, everything coming out of camp up until uh, you know last week when the depth chart came out was that he was hurt and maybe he's not starting the season, maybe he's out of shape. I mean, we talked about him last po- podcast and it was like, yeah, he's injury prone, this, that, and mm-hmm. third. But now Frost has got nothing but praise. He says the offense is completely different when we've got that guy yep. out there. Yep, he did, say and that. it's so seeing Jurgensen starting, I guess, would be the one surprise that I saw. So yeah, uh, Frost did say he's going to be on. "Quote unquote pitch count." Okay. The center's on a pitch count, huh? That's fine. <laughs> Jesus That's fine. Christ! <laughs> we opened with South Alabama. We yeah. can right. do that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's a kind. It's it was kind of a shocker, but it wasn't. Um, you know, when Frost spoke of him uh, as a new generation Remington, right, which yeah. is extremely bold considering yeah. Remington is a pioneer yeah. of the center position, and the yeah. trophy is named after the guy. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Good. I mean, yeah. he was on the all college football team. You know, yeah. the 150 year team. Like, I mean, there's a tr- yeah. there's an annual trophy named after the guy. Right. Like, the and, best player that plays Frost, the position that he played yeah, is named after him. And Frost him. is is comparing him to him. I feel good about that at our yes, center I position. Agree. Yeah, I agree. absolutely. And I think, you know, if need be, Forniak yeah. uh, could step in there and be, do a serviceable well, job. Yeah, and he'll get some live reps. We'll just see yeah. what we got. Lil I think Will? you're going yeah, to see, yeah, right. I think you're going to see the center doing a lot of pulling. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I think mean, it's, yeah. Which it's is been, tough it's to been. do. Which is tough to do, but yeah. works yeah. really well. I know that uh, for the Carolina Panthers um, the, uh, with Cam Khalil. Newton, they have their yeah. center doing a lot of pulling. Um, and same thing with uh, the Eagles. Yeah. Um, so they, I've seen it done before. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. just, it just, 
you know, when I was playing football, that wasn't a real thing having your center pull. But right. these days, like that's a big thing, and having a guy that is that good of athlete, big fan of a center, and yes. yeah, that can, yeah, yep. exactly. And you know, the quarterback knows the center is going to be your best friend. He's going to uh-huh. set, pull out the coverage. Yeah. You know, set the. Uh, He's going to get the line call. He's going to yep. do all that stuff, get the defense squared away, and blitz it. He's going to be your he's going to be your eyes out there. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think that's good to have him out there, and I think that we're going to be seeing him out yeah. in space a lot, yeah. and a lot of running backs running behind oh, yeah. him. I'm super so, pumped for Dedrick Mills, and I think he's going to ball. Uh, yeah, he. I know it's it's nice to have a. I mean, Zibo was a downhill running oh, yeah. running back too, oh, yeah. but I just. I feel like Mills might be even a notch above. I, well, I, have, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know yeah. that. Yeah. But, I mean, I feel like this guy could be better. I don't I, know. I feel like Zigbo kind of opened people's eyes to having a bigger back in this spread offense, too. Yeah. A Zigbo is a different breed, though. I mean, he's a guy that stuck it out and, yep. like... Yep. Men- mentally, it. for sure. He earned it, and now he's shown it in the league. Oh, yeah. But and whatever. Still that's, league, yeah. yeah. Um, but I will say, the difference between what I've seen from Greg Bell last year and Diedrich Mills this year... Dedrick Mills came out in press conferences recently and yeah. was basically like, "I want to run. I don't, I don't over. run around you. Yeah, I run at you, and you. you better get uh, out of the way." Yes. Yep. And I think and with him and Washington, yes. him, Washington, and uh, Johnson, I think that's going to be a great. Ramirez. I think that's going to be a great backfield. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, I a mean, little bit of everything too. Yeah. It's. I, I don't know. It sounds like that uh, Washington is probably going to play. Yeah. Maybe I know. sit this first half or something. Not sure, but I mean. And uh, talking about the Oklahoma drill or whatever, the videos of him and he was hurdling guys. Oh, I no mean, shit. just looking, Damn. just looking good. He was, you know, who no, he looked he was like? Like hitting circle uh, and then sprint. He was looking like Johnny little... Rogers. He was looking like Johnny oh, Rogers. He, he was I was like, oh, 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 there, there, there's that man right there. Yep. So. All right, so we're Damn, you know Rogers, I was going to say Darnell Jefferson. No, I think it's because he the way he was running with the ball. He had the ball. <laughs> the program, he had the ball. Yeah, okay, exactly from the program. He had the ball <laughs> kind of loosely tucked, you know, kind of swinging around yeah, like yeah. a loaf of bread. Right. So it kind of reminded me of Johnny Rogers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so it's game week. It's Thursday night. We're less 40, 48 hours out. We're Woo. taking on South Alabama, uh, South Alabama Jaguars. Um, we have the second biggest point spread of the week. We are a thirty-six point favorite. Uh, the only one bigger is the defending national champs, Clemson. They're 36 and a half. Um, but what do you guys know about uh, South Alabama? I know a lot. Okay. Um, I'll, okay. I'll <laughs> yep. keep it till the next segment, but I will say that I thought 36 was a lot at first. Yeah. Um, and I my initial score prediction still had us covering, but right. I thought it was a lot. Then I did a little research on South Alabama, and um, we we may cover this. So um, you're the saying the weather may play a play a part in points, but if dry, Nebraska points over totals over. Liking the over. Put your mortgage on it. Jeez, <laughs> put the it. mortgage on it. Bring a wheelbarrow. Well, so South Alabama they went three and nine last year, two and six in conference. Um, they're ranked the 122nd best team. Out of uh, uh, out of 130 D1 teams, that's not good. So that's obviously kind of shows you where they're at. Um, they're starting a new quarterback. Sounds like he might be all right, but he's brand new. They've got uh, their leading uh, rusher returning. He actually led the conference in all-purpose yards. This mentor, um, but their total, their team scoring, their offense was 100th at 130, and their defense was 123 out of 130. So these guys are. 
as bad as they, they stink. They, yeah. they, they they're as bad as they get yep. uh, for they <laughs> for stink. for Division One football. So you know, I say that to say this. I think this could be one of those old fashioned Nebraska games where you Long. go to the game. And at halftime, you're in the parking lot drinking and, yep. you know, not paying attention to the game because we're up 30, mm-hmm. 40 points. So I think Nebraska probably runs it up on them early. Um, it's it's oh, yeah. looking like that type of game. Um, what do you what do you think you what do you want to see out of Nebraska to come out? Um, obviously, it's a lesser opponent. It should right. obviously uh, getting the victory is the main thing. But what are you looking to see out of Nebraska just to kind of show you, hey, we're off to a good uh, good start this season? What what kind of things are you looking for? I'm looking for clean execution by the offense. Yep. Solid blocking to the whistle, right? Getting the right guys and just staying on. Don't let, don't let lesser opponents beat you at the line scrimmage. Right. Right? And we should be able to run all over them, get some play-action passes. And most importantly, for the love of God, let's keep Adrian Martinez healthy. That's, that is clearly the number one, hopefully – Hopefully it's one of those Spoken games like a true where he is uh, yes, <laughs> he is uh, plays one possession after halftime and yes. is pulled. Mm-hmm. Let uh, mm-hmm. lets the other guys go ahead and get in there. But clearly health is the number one thing. We're all, I, especially Martinez. I mean that that is the <laughs> that's our bell cow there. Yeah. That's the guy we need to stay healthy. That's healthy. our lottery ticket. Yeah, yeah so exactly. He's healed. That mm-hmm. so uh, keeping Martinez healthy. Obviously uh, uh, cutting down on turnovers. Last year Nebraska was minus two turnovers uh, for the, in the country. That was 88th best in the country. So a minus two turnover uh, ratio would get, basically get you beat yes. every single game. So And that was an up year for us. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so. One, one, because one, we turned the ball over an awful lot. And two, our defense just didn't um, turn take, people over. Last yeah, year was kind of a the, last year was kind of a step in the right yes, direction. Yeah, we got was, better than yeah, the year was. before. Yes. Because the year before we had Diaco, we had no we, we couldn't stop the pass, we couldn't stop the run. Well, we, we were just trying over. to bend and not break. Yeah. Yes. So I I want to see the turnovers cut yep, down yep. and force a couple turnovers. Anybody you guys looking to see and see how they play yep. or break out for this game or I want to see I want to see Wandale show some flashes. Yep. Right? I don't want to get him hurt, but I want to see I want to see how he plays. I want to see his speed, his explosiveness, right. catching the ball, right? I want to see him make some plays, then get out clean. Yep. You know? So I'm, I think I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, the new Daniels. And see, you know, Ooh, yeah. he, I mean, to come in as a uh, transfer and become a captain just kind of says a lot about, one, how his teammates feel about him, and two, how the coaches feel about him. Um, you know, it sounds like he's the grown man in the room mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to the actually the whole entire team that – you know, and not to mention, not to mention, he's a good player and a captain. And then he came in and got a four zero his first first semester at Nebraska. So yeah, the guy, the yeah. guy is about his he business. So yes. that's that's a good guy yeah. to have on your defensive line. So I want to see if he's if he's what they say he is. Mm-hmm. He, uh, yeah. How big a difference is he going to make in the middle? And then also uh, Caleb Tanner. I, yeah, I am right. I'm really high on this guy, I, yes. and not to mention I think Nebraska needs him to have a breakout yeah. season we and become rusher, become that guy that can mm-hmm. get after the passer. And the guy is looking like he's he's ready to uh, break out. He's I mean, kind of been hurt yeah. here and there. How's he How's he doing right now physically? Is he 100? percent He lo- he looking good. He's yeah. he's supposed to be 100. percent So uh, you're going to have him and uh, JoJo Dolman yep. and Alex Davis yep. uh, basically going to be your three main pass rushers. JoJo Dolman's basically going to be your hybrid kind of. Yes. Dropping into coverage, yeah. So, and I mean, JoJo, he, we're hoping he's healthy, but I feel like that guy's got his instincts are just, yeah. you know, at a superior level. And then I guess uh, another thing I want to circle back to, um, it's coming out that um, Hickman from, uh, oh yeah, uh, from Burke, the tight end, that they said he's really? uh, he's made too many plays to uh, keep him off the field. 
So he yeah. sounds like he's going to be playing Saturday, which I, I thought when I've seen him, when I, see it. I thought when I saw him, he looked a little light in the ass to be yeah, uh, yeah, to no, be playing. I, I but, think that know, we're too deep at tight end right yeah. now. I think that they plan on lining up uh, basically basically at receiver, but right. you know, like not pass plays only. But yeah, you know, Le- I think is, I think Pickman gets his too. four games. Yeah, he's yeah. Get four he still retains his red shirt. Oh yeah, but. I want to go back to South Alabama here because right. I did way too much research on them to not talk about Let's it. Let's go. Let's. So I want to introduce something that I've never I've never heard the term before, and okay. I think this is fun because they run what's called a power spread offense. Mm, yes. And the, I the old power spread. I, of I, 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 <laughs> dove, I, I dove into this playbook a yeah. lot, and I um, I didn't learn much to tell you <laughs> the truth. Um, from what I took from it. It's a system designed to spread the field and run or pass based. Oh, run or pass? Up. Well, shit. I mean, that's right. that's like the yeah. generic explanation for right. this offense. But right. what I took from it is this is a dumbed down version from a regular spread offense. Right. Uh, you think can, they've got it, the athletes it, it, to uh, get the to edges a high on school us? School football Hell coach. No. It can be installed in three to five days' time. Hmm. Perfect. Um, what we will see wow. from it is we will not see very many downfield passes. They try to go a lot of quick hitters and a lot of sprint outs, rollouts. Well, get 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 the quarterback out of the pocket. With that being said, so the quick hitters, that's going to put a lot of uh, pressure on your corners to come up and make tackles. No, it's yeah. gonna, so that's, that, so you're going to want to. Yeah, yeah, your li- your linebackers, linebackers are going to be in coverage. Of course, I say that to say this to say that. Well, we're going to get an early glimpse to see if Lamar Jackson yeah. has changed his tune and is going to come tackle. up and make a tackle in space because I mean that's. Well, God, I think he's a better tackler than Dion. <laughs> I mean, jeez, well, I mean, yeah. it's not like he can't tackle. Yeah. I mean, he can't tackle when. Like, yeah, it's it's, it's more yeah. the it's more the want to. It's He's yeah, more yeah. the I'm going to try to yeah. chop your legs yeah. in. in but I want to see him hit somebody, put the pads on him, and wrap up, take yeah. him to the ground. Because I mean, even in the Oklahoma drill highlight uh, videos, uh, the one run that um, that uh, Washington broke. He, uh, it was fucking uh, Jackson that mixed, missed the tackle on it. So it's like, okay, let's see if these guys have stepped up and are going to make some tackles in space. But, Two years ago in Nebraska's spring game, they ran like a wide off-tackle zone play, and Lamar Jackson came up to tackle him and just fucking whipped. I spit out my drink. Okay. So. Yeah, and then just just to kind of finalize their offense, um, kind of a little highlight on their quarterback because – that's ultimately who we watch most of the time right. in their offense. Cephas Johnson, first-year starter, threw like 11 passes last year. I mean, nothing noteworthy. Um, apparently killed it in the two scrimmages offseason. Everybody's killed it in whatever, scrimmages. Whatever you take yeah. from that. But, dude, 6'5", 225, big body, redshirt sophomore. He was a two-star quarterback out of high school out of Mobile, Alabama. Okay. Uh, fun fact, they played most uh, – from what I saw on his uh, high school highlight tape, played most of their games at South Alabama's home field, which yeah. is pretty sweet for yeah, them. For high school, for sure. Uh, he bottles his game after Cam Newton. I mean, obviously well, when you're, from, yeah, when you're a six foot five, for, six yeah, six guy, yeah, yeah, obviously from his size, you know, I mean, there's not a lot of quarterbacks to choose from to model your game off of. He's got great size, decent speed. He's got a little bit of a slow throwing motion. Yep, good. So that that might be beneficial for our yeah. uh, defense. Um, I, I'd say he's got a fairly high ceiling going forward, okay. Um, based on stature and skill set, but, but I think he, I, I think our defensive looks and the the speed at which we move 
will will confuse. Do them you a think bit. we're going to open up the playbook on defense and show some of our blitz packages, no, or think, just kind of keep it I vanilla? Think overall, I think our athleticism is going to overwhelm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. maybe a little I bit. Mean, even though exotic blitzes, no, you know, we're going to hide those. You got to think about it. Yeah. The last three weeks, he's seen the South Alabama defense. Right. You right. can't stop us. Yeah. us yeah. three yeah. right now. You know, like. So I, I think he's a player worth watching, but we'll get into more of their players later. Yep. So. Plus, here's the other thing. He's, has he ever played in a stadium of 90,000 Rabbit no. Huster fans no. on third no. down? On the first, game of, this, first game of the season. No. Good luck, buddy. Right. So yeah. South Alabama, uh, 11 a.m. kickoff. We've got the morning game, which is great. You know, get right into it. So uh, South Alabama, first game. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little uh, – of sports gambling, because uh, like I said previously, all three of us kind of fancy fancy ourselves as uh, betting sharp. So we're going to talk some uh, sports gambling, some uh, season totals over and unders, and some weekly bets, and then we're going to go ahead and pick the Nebraska game, and we'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back into the Big Red Revival podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Goldenstein. I'm sitting here with the coach, Drew Burson, and the yes, quarterback, sir. Zach Raby. Uh, we're, now we're going to get into a little gambling segment, a little sports betting. We you all know. love it. Yeah, you know, all three of us are uh, degenerates. So uh, with the uh, new sports gambling opening up across the river on that uh, on that other side of the river over there, I forget what place, what's that called over there, Council Tucky or something. Yeah, so, <laughs> we don't want to talk about Yeah, it. I mean, once again, you know, sending our money over to Iowa. But really? uh, uh, so we wanted to just go through a couple of our – uh, season totals over and unders, uh, a couple of our weekly bets, and just kind of have a weekly seg- segment of where we talk about uh, sports gambling because it's something that all three of us are passionate about. And I think that now with it opened up at the boats and uh, Council Bluffs that uh, fans locally will probably start to get into it a little bit more. So it's kind of something we've all kind of done uh, pretty religiously for what, maybe the past five, six years or so. Probably too long. Yeah, yeah. probably a little bit longer we want to on it. Want to admit. <laughs> It'll continue. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's only going to pick up from here. But um, let's just go ahead and start with the Big Ten and the uh, season totals. Uh, the season totals are out. Like I said, the uh, Big Ten West is uh, pretty – Pretty stacked within each other. Everybody's basically at eight to seven to eight games over Some under. I would say it's the most uh, intriguing division in all of college football. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of uh, divisions out there that are just complete landslides or just complete yawns. But uh, the yeah. Big Ten West. Pac 12 South. Yeah, the Pac 12 <laughs> South, the uh, ACC, whatever side Clemson's not on. I SEC, mean, yeah, the Coastal or whatever the hell they call it. But, uh, all right, let's just go ahead and jump into it. Let's start with the Big Ten West teams. Um, I'll just go, go through them. You guys, uh, I'll t- tell you the line. You guys can tell me what you feel about them. Uh, let's just start with Purdue. Purdue, uh, over-under, is at seven games. So they won, what, uh, six games last year? Went six and six. Um, where, are you, where are you thinking they finished? Where are the over-under seven, Zach? What do you feel? Uh, I, I have under. Under. I have six wins in their schedule. The, the L's come from Minnesota at Penn State at Iowa, Nebraska at Northwestern, and at Wisconsin. Yep. Okay. I mean, that that sounds about pretty right. chalk. Yep. yep. Drew, what do you think? Seven wins. Yeah. How are you feeling for uh, Purdue? Push. Push. Drew's yep. a push. Okay. Very easily could be push. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, so here's where the team that everybody's kind of scattered on. I like I said, I've seen them. Uh, anything from them winning the division uh, to them losing seven games. Uh, they have Minnesota at seven and a half games. Um, that's that's a 
you know, Vegas knows what the hell they're doing. That's a pretty good line for where uh, Minnesota's pictured because their schedule sets up pretty easily. Their crossover games, they miss all of the big four teams on the east side on the east side of the, the conference. They miss Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State. So uh, seven and a half wins. Drew, what do you think for seven and a half wins for uh, Minnesota? Under. Taking the unders. All right. Uh, you, what are you not believing in, in Mr. Row Your Boat? Or what do you well, think? Well, their quarterback play is pretty whack. And Anastag's done. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they're, just, they're, not, they're not where they need to be yet. Yep. Not a believer yet. Okay. Zach? Uh, Minnesota, I think uh, some of Drew's predictions have something to do with the fact that uh, they are losing to South Dakota State in front of our face. Uh, <laughs> yes. They, they uh, are currently down to South Dakota State and as we're speaking right now I, in the third um, quarter. I, I had them at over at eight wins. Yep. Uh, their losses come to Nebraska, Penn State, at Iowa, and at Northwestern, but it could it's be yet South to be Coast. determined. So. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota, I'm riding with the unders. I think that uh, I think probably seven wins is where they're at, maybe six. Uh, like I said, they've got a very favorable schedule. Um, I, like I said in the previous episode, I thought uh, Minnesota was our trap game when we go there. Um, but... I think it's just a lot of hype, and I don't think they're quite there yet. I know they've got some good skill position players, um, a decent size offensive line, but I think the uh, row your boat is uh, a bunch of bullshit, and they're not ready for the for the national stage yet. So I'm taking I'm taking under on the seven and a half for Minnesota, and then we come to the most unpredictable team in college football, Northwestern. <laughs> Northwestern they didn't win a conference a non conference game last year. They went over in the non con which is incredible, and then they managed to back, bounce back and go undefeated in the Big Ten West and win the Big Ten West to go to the uh, Big Ten Championship game. So they're kind of an enigma. They have also have a tough schedule, and they start the season, uh, like at I said previously, Stanford. at Stanford, which, um, you know, obviously they're going to be favored <laughs> to lose that game. So they're at six and a half wins. Um, I think that's, you know... I, for me, I think six wins is probably where they're at. I think they're going to take a step back. Um, I think the quarterback situation, I think they're going to be at, end up interchanging them because so much hype behind Hunter Johnson because he was a five-star, but you got Trent Green's son there. I think they're going to go back and forth, but I think that they finish probably six and six the season. Zach, what? 100% agree. 100%? Great. Yeah. Drew, are we in a consensus on? Nope, I'm taking the over as long as Hunter Johnson eventually becomes a starter. <laughs> Drew, uh, do you got? Do you like Hunter Johnson at all? Love that guy. <laughs> God He's damn. Two on podcast. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. I really, I really like his rocket arm. <laughs> yeah, he does. Hey, does he have a rocket arm and run really fast? <laughs> yes. and won the four by four. He did. <laughs> so okay, so uh, and then all right, and then we're at the top of the division. We've got Wisconsin at eight wins. Um, Wisconsin also has a couple of the cross, uh, the, I know week three, they go to Michigan, um, and they also play Penn state. So eight wins that feels about right for me. I'm taking a push. I'm not sure what you guys think about Wisconsin. Obviously they've got, um, what's his name back at running back. That's going to do his thing. Get you two K. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor, two K basically. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. So what do you guys think are eight wins for Wisconsin? I, I say push, push, push on yep. eight. Yep. I think, yeah, I think eight is the right number think, for them. I think their L's come from Mich- Michigan, Michigan State, at Ohio State, at Minnesota. Yep. So, you think eight. they get us, Zach? I, no. I, look back on on yeah. episode one, man. I know, I, I know. I, I, know. I, just, I just made your... I hate to say it, but I, I do. I didn't I know do. if your mind had changed. Yeah. I, think, I think their elite runners always get us. Their yeah. style of offense yeah. really gives, I don't know gives why. us fits. 
I yeah. I, I, I'm day, saying Bush. I don't, I, I don't think they're going to be. I don't think they're going to win nine or ten games. I'm saying Bush. I think eight solid. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and then you've got the fucking Iowa Hawkeyes mm. uh, come in at seven and a half. I mean, seven and a half miles will be you know just tattooed on Iowa. I mean, that's basically what they live by. You know, they're going to be seven wins, eight wins every single season. Nothing more, nothing less. Um, so of course Vegas. I mean, you know, a blind man could just. Go ahead and tell you seven and a half for Iowa every single year. <laughs> and basically, that's going to be a decent line to set. So, this year, uh, they obviously lost two first round picks, uh, both tight ends. Um, but now they also have two now projected first round picks uh, at defensive end, the AJ Espinoza. Yeah. They moved from tight end to DN. Yeah. And right. then, yeah. And then um, the offensive tackle also mm-hmm. projected a first round pick. <clears throat> so, I mean, that's kind of what Iowa does. They're going to be strong mm-hmm. along the offense and defensive line. Um, you yeah, know, a people, quality running backs. Yeah, people you know are high on Nate Stanley for God knows why. Yeah. I have no idea why anybody thinks that he is anything but a game manager yeah. in college. A well, game manager in college is basically like just someone that can you know walk and chew gum at the same time. He he's had a couple he's big fine. games, but he's, he's not he's not the real deal. He is what yeah. he is. I mean, what's he a fifty-seven? Uh, Completion percentage? Uh, he might be more than that. No, yeah, he's I'm not sure. above 60. He's not um, above 60. No, so. I, think, I think Iowa goes over. I think they get eight wins. Yep. Okay. Um, I think their losses come at Iowa State. Yep, they're going to lose that one early. Shout out to Cyclones. Yep. Let's go. Um, at Michigan, at Wisconsin, at Nebraska. They have a brutal schedule. Right. But they are so good at home, and I hate to admit it. Yep. They, they have really good... I won't say really good fans, but they have a loyal fan base, much like Nebraska. Their fans are just assholes. Yeah, they're delusional too. Delusional. Shout out to Ty. Yeah. <laughs> so Iowa, I think I think they get to eight wins. I think they come into Lincoln on Black Friday at eight wins. Nebraska's maybe sitting eight nine wins, and the Black Friday game is going to decide the Big Ten West for me. I think that's you and everyone else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not I'm not you know reinventing the wheel or anything yeah. here. I think that's uh, a majority consensus. The conference championship before the conference championship. Exactly. So not, no, I, yeah. So it finally that game's actually going to finally mean something. Mm-hmm. We, everybody's been begging on both sides Nebraska's for. Nebraska's going to be the hero there, though. Finally, oh, get yeah. that hero's trophy, <laughs> and you know, as soon as we beat Iowa this year, and you know, we start you know giving them shit back, they'll be like, "Oh, we won four of the last five, and then it's going to be like, wait a second, you tell us not to live in the past. Now, now you want to bring up the past. So I just can't can't wait for us to beat them, beat those guys this season, and hear all their fans go, "Oh, well, we've won four of the last five, and it's, it's like not that." Lopsided though, like we beat them three times since we joined the Big right. Ten. Right, exactly. So it's just most recent times. Yeah. yeah. So when we win this year, it'll be four to four. Yep. So it'll be a fifty percent split. But yeah. you know, and, and, this and we don't even want to talk about the overall. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Embarrassing. <laughs> Embarrassing. Kurt Ferentz's first game at Iowa was against Nebraska. Yikes. And, no yeah. And we fucking, you know, did was, what we usually that was do. Solich. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ran it up I'd on him. So. Um, so I think we're on the overs for Iowa. Yep. Then we've got Nebraska. So eight and a half wins. Um, it's it's a high number, especially for a team that has hasn't won eight games combined. Uh, has won eight games combined for the previous two seasons. So like I said, this isn't the hype coming on Nebraska isn't locally. This is this is. Uh, Coming nationally, and I it's mean, thickening. exactly. Yeah. I mean, Vegas isn't in this to make people feel good or you know not hurt somebody's feelings. When they're setting a line at eight and a half, they know something. They feel something. Like like I said, those casinos. What was in, it last year? 
Uh, six I think and a half. Six and a half. Right? Yeah. 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 So, like you said, those casinos in Vegas didn't build it. You know, they didn't build it. You know, losing money. So eight and a half is a very solid line. I'm taking the overs on it. I'm thinking we're getting to nine wins at at least. Hoping for ten. Um, but I think eight wins is the you know the baseline for the yep. season. Where where where's your head at? I know last week Drew, you said yep. seven to five, and so you still here's you staying saying. on saying that. So with the win total being over under eight. Eight and a half. Eight, eight and, and a half. half. Yep. So, as more time has gone on, I feel like we win eight games in the regular season, and we win our bowl game, and we get nine. Yep. So, this is just regular season. Oh, fuck. Well, then that'd be under. Okay. So, Drew's taking the under. Zach, where are you oh, at? I'm, but I'm we're over. definitely beating I'm, I'm still over. I'm at nine still. Okay. okay. I think our L's still fall to... Unfortunately, two of them... We have three losses. Two of them are at home, okay. which Oof. is going to suck. Yikes. Damn. Ohio State, Wisconsin, and I still think that we might slip up at Maryland. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely Maryland. think, though, we're beating Iowa this year. This year, we're fucking beating those guys. Notice yeah. how I didn't have them in our L's. Yes. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, on the east side, they've got Ohio State. At, you know, this has been basically almost as bad as the SEC. It's been Ohio State and everybody else. Um, even in the years they didn't win the conference championship, they're still the best team, uh, went to the playoffs. So they've got them at 10 wins. Um, that feels that feels right to me. 10 wins. I see them going 10-2. and two. I think they lose a game early, and then they lose the uh, season finale at Michigan. Yep. And I think Michigan um, wins the East and goes on to win the actual conference championship. Yep. Um, Ohio State, 10 games. Are you, are you guys thinking push, over, under? Where you at? I, I say over. Okay. I say 11. So wins. you're thinking they're getting 11. I think they get upset be, either by Cincinnati. Cincinnati looked good tonight. Yeah. Cincinnati did look good. They, they're very solid. And not and. I would say Cincinnati or Michigan State. Yep, I'm yep. looking at that one too. Yep. Okay, yep. Uh, I think one of those teams beat them, but not both. Okay. So 11 wins. Michigan. Michigan's at 9.5, Drew. How are you feeling about Harbaugh? Yeah. He's finally got the bugaboo of uh, um, uh, Urban Meyer not being at Michigan State. Right. Is this the year that he finally takes that next step? Gets You know Michigan in the Big Tens, uh, since they've had a championship game, has, has not made it to the Big Ten championship game. Really? They have not made an appearance there yet. I so think, is this think, the year they break through? I, I do. I really think this is the year. Um, you know, Jim Harbour used to have a lot more antics than he did. I don't even care about any of that stuff. I just feel like they're going to get over the hump a little bit this year. He's going to save his job and, and continue on. But I think this is the year they beat Ohio State, and they're definitely going to go over the win. Yeah. Level. I mean, as I said previously, in a coach-quarterback uh, sport, they've got – well, in yeah. my opinion, a great a great yeah. coach, yeah. and they've got a really good quarterback. Yeah. They've got a former five star quarterback coming into his second year in the system. I think Shea Patterson has a great year. Harbaugh finally gets that monkey off his back right. and gets that win against Ohio State and makes it to the conference championship, um, and where he eventually takes on the Nebraska Cornhuskers. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so there's our over unders for the season. Um, I think the I think Vegas obviously you know obviously does a good job placing them lines, but um, you know opening week of betting. Wait, wait, hold on, before, yeah. Before we take a step forward from there, I have a little bit of a a, a bold fact. prediction here. Ooh, here oh, oh, really? I thought Penn we had State, a bold. Penn State is listed at eight and a half yes, wins. Yes, right. I got him at under. I'm oh, definitely yeah, unders on Penn State. I got him at seven wins. Yeah, I I may even have I got less their than losses. That. First off, I take it for what it's worth. Can I, guess I got them losing at Maryland. Uh-huh. I knew it. At Iowa. Uh-huh. Iowa plays well at home. Yep. I hate it. 
but it's true. Right. Michigan at Michigan State and at Ohio State. Yeah. I think they just stumble. Yeah. Um, they're they're missing McSorley. Yep. Obviously, uh, what's their backup? Their backup transfer. Miles. Yeah. Yeah. I He's mean, gone to the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, and. And whatever his name was from running back, we don't want to talk about Saquon him. Saquon. Yep. Yeah, I don't want to talk about him. Yeah. So um, he, he's gone. He's long gone. Oh yeah. So I think Penn State has a little bit of a rebuilding year. Yep. I agree. But yeah, seven wins. And unfortunately, a rebuilding year in the Big Ten East will it's get not you. Easy. Well, yeah, it's not easy. it'll get you five to six losses real oh, quick. Oh, you know, I mean, it's yeah. So and I think they're just kind of due. They're kind of got lucky and riding the wave a little bit here and there. And I think their coach, you know, is going to come to reality a little bit this yeah. year. And I also. I will put this out. Michigan State, watch out for Arizona State. Yeah. yeah. Early. Oh, yeah. I yeah. remember what they went down there two or three years ago, and they got – Herm Edwards will get them going. I yeah. I, I think uh, Arizona I State's going to end up winning the Pac-12 South this yeah. year. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, God. It doesn't take much down there. No, no. But, but I think they're one of the most legit complete teams. I mean, Arizona yeah. just got beat by Hawaii. Yeah, embarrassing. Yeah. And Hawaii had seven <laughs> turnovers. Yeah, Jesus. So – um, so week one, there's not that, there's not too many marquee games. I mean, there's, uh, the, there's the one big game. You got our, uh, Oregon versus Auburn down in Jerry, Jerry world. Um, yeah. as we discussed before, you got Northwestern going to Stanford, uh, on Sunday, you got Notre Dame at Louisville. And then you got on Monday on Labor Day, you've got Houston at Oklahoma. What so a great weekend. Yeah. So it's a good college football weekend. No, there's not too many great matchups, but it's all college but football. it's college football. So you know what? I'll take it. Yeah. Um, obviously the big game of the week is uh, Oregon versus Auburn. I think Oregon, I just, you know, I, I think Oregon's going to have a great season this year. I think they're probably uh, them or Washington to win the pack. Uh, Pac-12. Um, Oregon's got five returning fifth-year senior linemen starting oh, for them, and huge. then Auburn has the number one defense line in the country. So it's for being a SEC Pac-12 matchup. It's it's going to be a battle in the trenches. Yeah. And then I think that Oregon, uh, with their prowess that they've been recruiting at a very high level, they had their highest recruiting class last year. Got the number one player in the country, uh, the defense end out of Cal- yeah, out of California, yeah. yeah, and yeah. with the re- and with a returning quarterback um, Herbert, Herbert, and with uh, Bo Nix starting as yeah. a true freshman, true freshman at, at Auburn. I like Oregon to go ahead mm-hmm. and uh, upset upset Auburn mm-hmm. and win that game uh, to start the season off. Um, but let's go ahead and get into some of. Uh, Let's go ahead and get into our pick five. Yep. Uh, we're each going to pick five games uh, this week against the spread. We're going to kind of track it throughout the season. Uh, have a little, I'll you know. probably win. Yeah, <laughs> probably <laughs> not. Probably, we'll see. probably have a little competition between e- we'll, each other. We'll and have then, a gentleman's side bet of who, who does the best. <laughs> absolutely. Class. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, later on the season, we'll try to get uh, the listeners involved and have you guys tweet us some of your picks, your pick five. So we're going to do a pick five, and then we're going to have the Nebraska game as the Powerball. So uh, this week in the pick five, Zach, who, what kind of lines are you seeing? What do you see in this week to uh, get you started? So, all right. So I'll, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to fire through all five real quick. Let's hear them. Uh, all right. So currently I have Utah minus six and a half over BYU. Thursday okay. night game. Yep. Uh, currently in Ty- progress. QB Tyler, Tyler Huntley and uh, running back uh, Zach Moss. Yep. Yep. Are back for their senior years, and Utah returns a total of 15 starters for last year's squad. I mean, they were good last year. They're going to be good this year because they returned so much talent. So I think they I think they overcome the six-and-a-half-point spread over BYU. Yep. Uh, second game, kind of an off-the-radar game-ish. Uh, I think Florida Atlantic covers plus 27-and-a-half against Ohio State. Oh. Early Saturday game, Ryan Day and Justin Fields. 
they might they might come out with a rocky start and uh in the, they'll get the W. Yeah. But I think Florida Atlantic with uh with Lane Kiffin as their coach, yeah. you know, they're they're going to provide a little a, a few problems to challenge Ohio. You know Lane early. Kiffin, I mean, they got for for he, all the things he has, he can call some goddamn and, plays. And oh, he yeah. said recently he's in he's at Florida Atlantic for the long haul. Yeah. So yeah. you know that's going to start paying off eventually. Yeah. Third game, I like Memphis. I know you guys don't agree with this. Nope. Minus five and a half over Ole Miss. Ole Miss stinks. Ugh. They suck. <laughs> I just Memphis always has great athletes, and Ole Miss stinks. That's yep. all I'm gonna say about okay. that game. Okay. I like Oregon plus three and a half against Auburn. Right. I think true freshman Bo Nix versus veteran Justin Herbert. I'll take Herbert all day. Um, and then my last one is Houston plus twenty three and a half against Oregon. Uh, that's a Sunday night game. Dana Holgerson Makes is a great coach. Derek King. Oh, yeah. He had 50 touchdowns in 11 games last year. Yep. He's electric. He's an elite talent and should Ooh. give OU's defense plenty of headaches. Yeah. Okay. And uh, what's your what's your pick for the Nebraska game? What's the Nebraska that? game, I like Nebraska minus 36, and I'll fucking parlay that shit with the overs. going to swallow the points, huh? Okay. I will. Perfect. Okay, so for, for mine, uh, I'm going to jump into the Oklahoma State versus Oregon State. Uh, Oregon State's got two former bums from Nebraska starting from them. They've got Lindsey and uh, the linebacker. Uh, Avery Roberts starting from them. So I've got absolutely no respect for <laughs> Oregon State. I think they're the worst team in Power 5 football. I even think they're behind Kansas. So <laughs> Oklahoma State, given 14 points, I'll take that every day of the week. Um, and then, uh, you know, as we mentioned, the Auburn-Oregon uh, game, I like uh, Oregon plus three and a half. Um, I'll take that when you got a senior quarterback versus a freshman quarterback. Um, I'll take that every day of the week. And then I took two Thursday night games that uh, have unfortunately already wrapped up, and I've, I've actually already lost, so that's great. Um, I had Yeah, I had Georgia Tech plus 37 and a half at Clemson, and Georgia Tech should be fucking embarrassed of the performance they put up. I think they got beat by 39 so terrific um and then i also had the overs on the ucla versus cincinnati game uh they both came out very turnover heavy i thought maybe chip kelly and you know hopefully in year two was going to turn around with the uh quarterback at bishop gorman dtr you know um it just they were just i don't know what's going on with chip kelly but that offense ain't what uh, he had at uh, Oregon, or even that he had at, for the Eagles. It yeah. it was ops, it was terrible, it was and it would they score fourteen points. Just I mean, Chip Kelly's days might be numbered there. I mean, they won three games last year, and they're off to another terrible start. Uh, last game, I've got the overs in the Alabama Duke game. Um, I think Alabama comes out and you know runs it up on them early. Uh, Moses. Yeah. Well, there's your heart of your defense. I mean, that's why the overs might hit. Yeah. Is because yeah. you don't have your Mo Berry yeah. in the middle. And you know, Tua likes to really uh, run it up on bum teams. You know, he likes to pad his stats. So he's probably going to get five, six touchdowns. They'll run it up on the early. Duke a score, maybe a touchdown, a field goal late, gets you to 13, 17 points from them. And I think they hit the overs on that. For the Nebraska game, I'm going with the under 37 first half total. I think I think I like thirty-seven it. sounds a little high. Yeah, thirty-seven sounds half. a little high for the first for the first half. I think Nebraska is probably up twenty-seven, twenty-seven-three, <laughs> twenty-seven-six. Um, some uh, in the first half. So 
Uh, 37 just sounded like a high number for the first half totals for me. So I'm going to take the unders first half Nebraska, South Alabama. Drew, where are you at? All right. So for my pick five, I'm taking Okie State over Oregon State. Those fucking bums, right? Nebraska JV. They're clowns. Nebraska light. Right? Yeah. Tyjon Lindsay's starting. Not picking you. Right. Then I'm taking Purdue over Nevada minus 10 and a half because Malik Henry's garbage. <laughs> Then I got USC minus 13 and a half. They're easily going to win by 14 points against Fresno State, and they're at home. The Bulldogs. Right? Yep. They were decent last year, though. They yep. were, but they lost Keyshawn Johnson to the Cardinals. Sure did. And not the, not the fat, oversized receiver that cried and went home. Nope. Mm. Mm. Then I'm taking Ole Miss over Memphis, right? Everyone likes Memphis, high, high-powered offense, all that stuff, but I'm taking Ole Miss plus yep. five and a half. And then I'm going over with the Oklahoma-Houston game. Kind of like what Zach said, Derek King is a, is a monster electric player, so is Oklahoma. Scoreboard, the scoreboard guy better drink his Gatorade that day because it's gonna be lit up. Yep. And then for the Nebraska game, I'm taking Nebraska. You know they're gonna they're gonna cover. I think the score's gonna be forty eight ten. Forty eight ten. Okay. All right. Well, uh, so let's just put a bow on this. Let's talk about who we think. Let's pick our teams that we think are gonna get to the uh, college football playoff. And then uh, we're each going to give our one bold prediction for what we see coming this. Are we are we going to do a conference championship? Uh, nope. We're just going to do the four. Oh. Uh, the four teams we Skip see right go to uh, go into the college football playoff. Okay. Zach, go ahead and kick us off with that. All right. So I have in my playoffs number one Clemson versus number four Michigan. Yep. I have number two Georgia versus number three Alabama. Okay. I know. We've all heard this song and dance before. Yep. National championship game comes down to Clemson, Georgia. I think Georgia okay. takes it home. Hey, they're finally going to break through. Georgia has out-recruited everyone in the past four years yep. by a mile. I think it shows now and going forward. Okay. And give us your one bold prediction for this upcoming season. Uh, well... Um, if you would have let me do the conference uh, championship picks, I would have told you Nebraska is going to win the Big Ten. So oh. that would have been it. Okay. But my actual bold prediction, which won't seem that bold after the stat, T Magic in 2012, I think it was, his junior year, put up 2,800 passing yards and 1,000 rushing yards. Mm-hmm. In his junior year, I think 2 a.m. goes 3,000 plus passing, 1,000 plus Woo! rushing. That's elite crowds. I mean, you're in the Johnny Menzel, Cam Newton, uh, Tim Tebow crowd when you go to that three. But is it that outrageous? Absolutely not. It's it's bold, but not bold because I feel like... It's totally doable. If you look at what T-Magic is I feel like he's there just staying healthy. Everyone looks back at T-Magic's freshman year because he bursted onto the scene and was just such a huge talent. And now 2AM came in a more subtle, like, smooth way. So I think that I think that's what happens. All right, Drew, give me your playoff teams this year and your one bold prediction. Okay, so Clemson, Bama, Michigan, and Oklahoma. Okay. And my bold prediction is that Oklahoma gets over the hump and plays Clemson in the national title, even though they're breaking a new quarterback, all that stuff. I like what Lincoln Riley's got going on, and I think the defensive coordinator is going to make them much better. And Buki Radley Howells might make an appearance as being a legit ball player this year. Oh. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, I think Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma comes to play this year. Perfect. And for me, I, it's pretty much close to the same as Zach had. I got number one Clemson uh, versus number four Michigan, number two Georgia versus number three Texas. 
Um, I think Texas finally gets over that Oklahoma hump. And I like uh, the quarterback returning. I like the coach, Herman. I think he's an excellent play caller. I think he's going to get Texas over that hump. Michigan also getting over the hump. So seeing two new teams in the college football playoff this year. Um, with that being said, obviously my one bold prediction this year is that Alabama, for the first time, will not make the college football playoff. I think it's, I, th- I think it's absolutely disgusting that you both put a Big Twelve team in the. In the <laughs> well, well, it's better putting a Pac twelve team in there, right? Well, but yeah, no one. Has I that. think I think with <laughs> Alabama, I think they end up losing to um, either LSU or Texas A and M. I think Texas A and M is uh, is a uh, an, a team that you need to look out for. Jimbo yeah, Fisher, absolutely. Jimbo yeah. Fisher is an excellent coach, Kellen and Milan he's is a great is a great talent quarterback. Yep, um, and now being in Texas, getting that recruiting base, also with the SEC recruiting base, I think it's a perfect storm for Texas A and M to eventually dethrone uh, Alabama. So, and then I think I think Alabama still makes Hold the conference on. championship. Did you say Texas or Texas A and M? Sorry, before? I. I said Texas making it, but I think Texas A&M beats Alabama in the regular season. In the regular season. Oh, okay. And then Alabama also loses to Georgia in the SEC championship game. Yeah. Hmm. So I think we see two new teams in the college football playoff, which I think is great for college football. I, I just mean, hope that a Big Ten team gets there. Yeah. Yes, we all – I mean, we obviously would love to see Nebraska make it. We don't <laughs> We don't think that this is the year. But Probably not. We, we definitely uh, root for the conference outside but, of uh, – Outside of just rooting for ourselves, but if so. Nebraska does make it, you better believe your boys from oh Big Ten gosh. Red or Big Big Red Red or Big Red Revival. Yep, there yeah, it is. that us, God. yeah. So I, I get so excited over Nebraska <laughs> possibly making. <laughs> you better believe that we're all going to be there. Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. So uh, that's about it. Uh, next week we're going to be taking this show on the road. The Big Red Revival podcast crew is going to be going ahead and making that trip down to Colorado to see us. Stomp out them buffaloes. Um, it also happens to be my bachelor party, Woo! so we got it. Okay. We got a hefty crew going down there. About fourteen of us guys. So if you guys are going to be out there for the game, feel free to tweet us. Let's meet up. Let's tailgate. Let's party. Let's kick some buffaloes' ass and let's get out of there with a victory. So with that being said, we'll see you guys next week. Go Big Red. Go Big GBR. Red. I gotta take him out.